even if I lean in, I'm talking at normal levels. I think I sound fine. I really do. I'm always paranoid that I'm going to fuck up the recording each time, and it always sounds really good. Yeah, you always sound really good. You obsess and obsess and obsess. <laughs> and listen, when I when I edit other people's shows, I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. It sounds fine. Put it through. When it's mine, I'm like, I sound awful. You sound great. You've always had a great voice. I know. I just, I'm, I'm always paranoid about it. I have like zero confidence in it. I'll sometimes I'll send something in and people will be like, wow, you sounded really nice. I'm like, are you sure? You're talking about me? <laughs> You're so weird. Uh, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Gritty Reboot. I'm oh, Pedro. Shit. Yeah, we've, like I said, we, we have been rolling this whole time. I have to look over to see the recorder. Four minutes. <laughs> That's how smart I am. I put the recorder in a place where I can't see it while we're talking. Wow. Yeah, because now in this position, I can't see jack shit. This is fine. Yeah, this is fine. We are good. That's good. So um, Meredith's not going to introduce it, so I guess I will. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I remember we're doing a show. Yeah. It's a podcast. We All talk right. to each other. We talk here about here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. All are right. you ready, audience? Oh, yeah. We're doing something a little bit different. Yeah, we are. We are full of Christmas cheer, to be honest. And because of that, we started talking about what our favorite Christmas tradition was. And we talked about watching movies and stuff. And if you follow us on social media, we're trying to watch one movie every day, each month, each day of the month, until we get to uh, uh, Christmas. We love Christmas that much. But we love Doctor Who. And we cycle in the Christmas specials all the time. Yeah. So we're doing a Christmas special ourselves today. And it is about um, perhaps our favorite reboot there's ever there's ever been for us is the, the Doctor Who reboot and their Christmas specials. Today, we're going to be taking a look at our favorite and our worst episodes. Yes. Yeah, that, that's what we're doing today. And, I, you know, it's been... We we haven't uh, we've done everything a little bit differently this time. We've really only just kind of watched the episodes as opposed to like how we sort of go down, you know, when, when we do the movies and everything like that. Yeah, Very we normally meticulous. we normally just pick like uh, an episode that we really like. Well, we watch one particular episode every year for sure, and that's just the way it is. But we do typically like to uh, to filter out all the uh, the different Christmas specials. Yeah, yeah. And we have a few that we, you know, we get to Charlie Brown and then we do uh, Community. Uh, they have some great Christmas episodes. Uh, Simpsons as well. It's just we're, we're, we're festive kind of people. I, I've always enjoyed holiday themed or date themed entertainment. So I think that always means that I, I always have that sort of on the back burner for myself. Yeah. Okay. Luckily, we got, a, I actually have a list of all these different you TV do. shows. Yeah, you and keep movies. a big list. I even. Put where they actually are playing, uh-huh. like Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have them all listed there. And, and, and of course, the where they're listed doesn't matter because that changes like year to year. Yeah, but I have them listed by it's year. Yeah. So I get to see like, okay, in 2020, we watched it on Amazon. When you suggest something, and I know when you suggest a movie to watch, you have no idea where it can be found. It just, it occurred to you. Yeah. And you were like, find this movie, husband. I just think and, <laughs> that all movies are available somewhere. They, I mean, they are. Well, usually. Every now and then we, we run into a movie that, yeah. that's out of print. And there's a movie we were going to cover, and it just left my mind that the original's like out of print. Um, it's not like available on Amazon or anything like that. Like, I, I could track down a DVD copy. Oh, basically. dang. That same thing, too. We were just talking about True Lies as well. True Lies didn't have a, a, a real Blu-ray. 
<laughs> James Cameron, I think, wants to oversee it. And because of that, like, he just doesn't have time because he's making Avatar, the greatest movie in the world. Oh, I know. And he's it's, doing it's that. So he, be can't, bad. he can't get around to the Blu-ray for, like, True Lies. <laughs> and I, if it, I know it hadn't come out for years. I haven't checked if it's actually out yet because I'd stopped caring about that sort of thing. But it was, like, I think, like, three years ago I checked and it still wasn't out. Yeah. Like, the only HD copy of that movie was off of TV. You know, we're not talking about Christmas and Doctor Who. Go see Avatar. We'll, you, it's probably out by the time this hits. So in, enjoy. I hope it's great. Uh, Future Me probably loved it. Yeah. Once again, still not talking about Doctor Who and Christmas. Okay. <clears throat> so the first episode we're going to go into is... Uh, the Return of Doctor Mysterio. This is um, my pick for my least favorite yeah. of the Doctor Who specials. And I, I do want to preface right now, I don't think I hate any of these episodes, but, but this is the one that, um, I guess I just haven't enjoyed at all. Really? Yeah. Um, this is, uh, in, uh, Peter Capaldi's era. He's playing the doctor. Of course. Um, his companion here is, uh, Nardal, Matt Lucas. And, uh, the episode stars Justin Chatwin, uh, better known as uh, Goku from the, uh, Dragon Ball evolution. Yeah. That's the only name I know him as. And one, hey, one day we're going to do Dragon Ball evolution. And, and I'm not, I'm a kind of a Dragon Ball fan from like the old days, but I, I gave up a long time ago. So I it, didn't even know that. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I've seen like a first few of like the seasons. Is that what they're called? I don't know. I don't watch a lot of anime. So <laughs> I think I just showed that off right there, but it, it, it's, um, even with my limited knowledge, I was aware of how bad and like how much that movie was just shitting all over everything that lore was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. so, and I think even other people could just recognize that too. This is a, barely a Christmas episode is probably the, my first real critique of the episode. And that's not particularly important, but it's helpful if the episode isn't great to have something kind of Christmas themed. I'm going to start with the theme song. I hate this version of the theme song. I don't like the way it... Oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I just you know don't I like was going this. to get it. Yeah, um, I it, it doesn't it doesn't bother Here's me. Here's the part that I just dislike. It's this part. That. Yeah, but it's like a return to the old school theremin. It sounds like a screaming cat. Well, that's a theremin. And listen, it, it is what it is. I, I no, to be honest, like the way they've mixed the themes, I've always found them interesting. I guess it might be my least favorite, but I still dig it. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I still dig it. Like, I, I really do. Like, it doesn't... I like the old school. Now, I, I think over time, I've, mm. I've almost been nostalgic about it. So, I was... I, you know, that's another thing about, like, taking a look at these episodes is, is we hadn't been back to explore some of the other ones. We'd gotten to a rut of watching our our favorite episode over and over again. Yeah. Which isn't a rut. We just love the episode. So, it was nice to see that and also get nostalgic for eras of the Doctor. Yeah. So, this is, like, what really the end of, like, Moffat's era. Right before he's about to hand off. I think there's a, another Christmas special as well after this. Might have been another season, but um, Moffat was declining. In, the show was declining in quality, and that is in no way uh, to dismiss Peter Capaldi, by the way. Yeah. This is, first off, you know, first off, we're, take a look at the, you know, we always talk about the trailers. We always put them on, I think. The, the way the shows are advertised are interesting. The doctor. 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 Uh, the ghost. Who's the ghost? Masked vigilante, but he's super. Seems nice. It kind of sets it up for you. Um, We're here. I think the effects, by the way, they look decent for Who. Especially at this era. Yeah. Yeah, the effects aren't bad. So this is Doctor Who does comic book movies, but not just any real comic book movie. 
they really much are aping the Richard Donner Superman movies. That is definitely what's happening in the in this episode. And I, I, as a superhero narrative, it's a little lame. Yeah, it's not particularly engaging. Um, I may, you know, like I said, I'm not a big Dragon Ball fan. I, I have no issue with Goku or pardon me, I already slandered him by calling him Goku. I have no issue with <laughs> that's Chatwin. all I know, man. Yeah, well, he was good in in Shameless. Shameless, yeah. yeah, he was good in Shameless. He was in the first couple seasons of that, and I like. I don't him. remember his name in Shameless, so we can't call him that. Shameless guy, boyfriend. That's all I got. Boyfriend number one. I was gonna say Aaron. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I forget. But it's not important. So he's trying to do the Christopher Reeve bit from th- those kind of movies, and he just really can't quite hit that. Like it just doesn't really work. In all honesty. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's one of the main things that makes the episode really ring hollow. And he has a love interest, and I don't buy it at all. Um, I'm aware with Doctor Who that I'm I'm going to get one of my favorite things f- from the cheesiness of the show is British actors doing bad American accents. It, it amuses me because e- even really good actors can sometimes just dish out a really bad American accent. Yeah, Andrew Garfield's in a episode. Uh, with uh, David Tennant, he does a really bad old New York accent. <laughs> and, you know, that guy's an Oscar caliber actor, so it doesn't really matter. But the the woman who is the reporter, whose character name I have forgotten, she she's basically playing Lois Lane here. Like, her accent is kind of in and out. I don't like to be critical of that, but her lack of chemistry and the fact that the episode kind of drags at points. You know, it, it's very much lighthearted fare, but, like, none of it... And hit that nostalgic nostalgic vein for me that those old Superman movies hit. Well, there was nothing to the the episode. There was no sci-fi necessarily going on. Um, when you get Doctor Who, you get a lot of sci-fi. But you also have a fantasy element. Yeah. And you didn't get either of those. You didn't get any either of those. Now, they tried to shoehorn in a little romance. Yeah, which no, I mean, they always they, do in the Christmas specials. Usually, There's yeah. I mean, there's romance, and there is a pretty strong romantic storyline. They they spend quite a bit of time on it. So yeah, like like I said, just I don't think any of that pays off because I just think they have great. But they chemistry. don't have great chemistry, so yeah, it doesn't matter. That, that sort of Nothing thing. matters. And I mean, she goes into this speech like his his name is Grant because I take him for granted, which sort of made me cringe. But like as a character, I'm just like, okay, well, why are you seeing him now? It's just really convenient for the plot for this to occur. As yeah. opposed to like an event, like just like everything about it just felt a little forced and a little bit off. And so this one, and especially the lack of that Christmas theme, really just—it's one I haven't watched since it came out. So this is my first chance to uh, see it again, and I mean, it just didn't really. My opinion of it didn't change in the least. I still don't like the episode. If I was giving it like a score, I'd give it like a D minus. Yeah. Yeah, middle of the road Doctor Who fair at best. There's not much you can say about it. Yeah, I, I do think so. Is, is, is there any other scene? What about the, the monster, which was like brains with eyes? Did you, did you like that? I mean, it was all right. <laughs> I know you have a soft spot for like Doctor Who monsters and yeah. some of their crazier designs, but I, that one was kind of uninspired. Yeah, very uninspired. Yeah, I mean, th- their threat was, was sort of whatever. Like the whole plot with them was fine. I guess the only thing I did enjoy about the episode is that it's very much like not Doctor Who's like story. He's just like a. Just a passenger. You know, he gets to watch the superhero he accidentally created. And you know what? The circumstances of that work well. Yeah. When he's with the kid, 
Capaldi and that kid have great chemistry together and just bouncing off of each other. Like when he takes the pill, the doctor gives him, the doctor gives him a look like, I can see why you thought that. Like It's just everything in that works the way I think an old Donner movie did. And it gave me like a great taste in my mouth. But then the rest of the episode occurs and all that sort of is out the window, which is a shame. Yeah. No, and Capaldi is such a good doctor. Yeah, he really is. I I feel like the show really let let him down with the writing. Yeah. But I could say that about, who's the latest doctor? I just forgot her name. Oh, I can't remember. Wow, we suck. We were the worst Doctor Who fans. I know, and I'm such a fan. Yeah, it's it's com- I'm completely blank on it right now. No one's got a phone. <laughs> I have a phone. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, let's look this I've up. Got, we're watching clips off mine. Great radio right here. It really is. All this is hitting the cutting room floor. Fuck. Fuckity fuck fuck. All of it hitting the cutting room floor. Jesse, no, Jane. Jody Whitaker. Jody Whitaker. Come on. Jody Whitaker. You gotta know these things. I used to know these things cold, then I got old. And well, anyway, my point was that, you know, Capaldi was let down a bit by the writing. I feel like she had the same issue as well. So so what what's your pick for your worst episode? I guess we'll do the worst first. Okay. So my pick for the worst episode is Voyage of the Damned in 2007. And it's got my man, David Tennant. He's my favorite doctor. Yes. David Tennant is also my favorite as well. Listen, it is He's what it badass. is. Yeah, I was going to say like, yeah, that's kind of the cliche pick, but... This is, I mean, he's why I fell in love with the show. Oh my God. Yeah, he's really fantastic. I, just, I, 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 I enjoy it. His companion in this one is uh, Kylie Minogue. And yeah. I want you to know, I was uh, doing a little bit of research for the episode. And while I was clicking around on YouTube, I found a British talk show that I'm unfamiliar with since I'm American. But it was them announcing her as the doctor's latest companion. And it was like surreal because like the crowd was like losing their minds when like she came out. I was going to say, is it Kylie Minogue or is it Kylie Minogue? I say Minogue. It may not be. <laughs> okay. Because I've never thought about it until this moment now <laughs> on the live in front of our cat. Yeah, you look so panicked. <laughs> no, I just realized, have I been saying her name wrong for all these years? I don't know. Yeah. I always thought it was Kylie Minogue. Is it? Oh, my God. It might be. <laughs> Am I a fool? A fool am I? Well, you listeners out there, you just tell us which one it is. How about that? I kind of feel I'm going to click on her name and I'm going to see how it says for now. Minogue. It has a hard G. It does, but she's also very foreign. Very foreign. She's the most foreign human that has ever existed. (laughs) She is from a different universe. She's, Coming to our world is basically a song about how she got here into this. She's one. a British, right? I, yes. What is she? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so it turns out we don't we don't know a thing about Kylie Minogue or Mino or Mino. I don't know. None of us know. <laughs> like I said, you listeners out there, you tell us which one. Yes, call in and let us know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Give us five, a call. Five, five, we suck. All right. So, Voyage of the Damned. You hate this episode, do you not? Yes, I do. Okay. I used to hate it. You, you, okay, that's, that's what I was curious about. Yeah, I used to hate this episode. Um, I, don't, I haven't seen it since, like, probably it came out. But I actually uh, didn't think it was as bad as I used to think it was. 
I don't. I still don't like Kylie Minogue's um, performance in this. I think her. Uh, she's trying a little too hard. You know, I don't have a problem with it to be honest. Uh, I don't think she's my favorite of. Well, I don't know. I have to really think about it. Uh, if you talk about like the special companions who come in, I, I, I think even like if you just throw the net out wider than like Christmas specials, I think she's better than the woman he was paired up with for that episode where he's on a bus and the bus gets transported to a, a desert planet. Yeah. Remember that one? He has a jewel thief that he's Yeah, playing. I love that episode. You like that episode? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I think she's a better companion than like her. She, she was she was the bionic woman once. Yeah. I saw all I think I saw both seasons of that piece of crap and I don't know why. I'm trying to think here. I, I you know, I think her performance is pretty solid to be frank. I I, I don't have an issue with it cuz I I think we've seen worse companions and worse actors in these specials. I you know, know, and it's and it's stunt casting, you know, to me she'll always be Cammy, all right? She's always just like <gasps> oh, <laughs> I think she she does I think she does that well to be honest. I don't. It's kind of annoying to me. It's grating. But that's one of the issues I took with this movie is I just didn't like Kylie Minogue's uh, performance. Listen, but I do love love the theme song. Oh yeah, the theme song. This is the proper theme song. Yeah, this is still probably my with all favorite. the drums. Yeah. It's like Doctor Who's coming to kick your ass. Yeah. David Tennant's going to kill you. <laughs> no, this is, I, I've always really enjoyed this one a lot. So this, this is my favorite. I agree with you on that one. This yeah. is the, the preferable theme. Now, I know we've talked a lot about Kylie Minogue, but listen, there's, I don't know why we haven't talked about Bonacafalada, right? Bonacafalada. Bonacafalada. Bonacafalada is the best character in this episode. Yeah. Because he has a fun thing that he does. It's cool makeup. And he sacrifices himself the same thing. Actually, everybody sacrifices themselves in this episode. Yeah, it's a weird episode. Yeah, because he sacrifices himself. Kylie Minogue is Astrid. Astrid I think it's her name, Astrid. It's she sacrifices homicidal herself. angels. It does have homicidal angels, which I enjoy. I, I think that's a that's a solid working in of a Christmas theme. Because they're the bad guys throughout. That's one of the things you're going to see in a Christmas special of Doctor Who is you're going to see some kind of homicidal, like, Christmas thing. Yeah. and like, One year it was Christmas trees. Yeah, they had Killer Santas. Yeah, they had Killer Santas. <clears throat> so there's that's, that's like, the theme of the Doctor Who specials. Yeah, no, Russell T. Davies was always a fan of, like, Christmas-themed bad guys. And that's okay. Like, I, I'm, I'm down with that. Like, I'm, I'm okay for a certain level of Doctor Who cheese. And then th- that's certainly it right there. So wow. basically, the premise of this episode is there is a big Titanic spaceship. It's the, yeah, it's, it's the new Titanic. And they're, uh, they're dressing in the, the time of the era of the Titanic, the, old, the actual Titanic from Earth. I I like when they go down to Earth. Yeah, I think that's kind of a neat idea. Like their tourism and, and they have credits. That guy not understanding how Earth really worked, which amused me, like an archaeology joke. So I, I got some chuckles out of that one. He he did not end up being a bad character. Kyla Minogue is a, a waitress <laughs> on the ship, so that's where she comes in. Um, it is it is nice and interesting that they are able to come to Earth. Yeah, I think they mine that for some pretty good jokes, and it's a nice way to end the episode for that character as well. There's a meteor headed towards the ship, and the captain does nothing about it. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty clear he's been paid off from the sequence, and then the ship is hit, and we are basically given Doctor Who's version of the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all, really. Poseidon Adventure is a great movie. So one day we'll cover it. I enjoy a, a lot of this disaster stuff for a couple of reasons. One is that people die a lot. There's a, a pretty good body count in the episode, so it does give you some stakes. And one of the things I like is some of the more well-liked characters, the nicer characters, end up dying off. Yeah. Um, I think the the episode's biggest jerk ends up surviving and making a lot of money out of it. And one of the characters even calls attention to it, not the guy who wants to survive. Huh? But it, it is what it is. And, and I, I, I like that element of it. It kind of kept, kept raising the stakes. And then the character we cared about the most ended up dying Astrid. So that was interesting. Yeah, I just didn't care care about and Bonikov a lot of too. Bonikov a lot. He's he sacrificed himself. Yeah, he was a bonic bonic dude. He yeah. was a little bonic dude. A little bonic dude. Not his <laughs> tombstone. <laughs> he was a little <laughs> robot dude. But yeah, I, I, going back and watching it, because I, I think when I watched it with you, you you really didn't like it, and it, it certainly wasn't my favorite episode. But watching it again, I, I had a much larger appreciation for it. I, I thought it was a well-done Doctor Who story. Yeah, um, you're right. It did have raising stakes um, with the the meteor hitting yeah. the ship and causing all this damage and all the, like you said, the body count. So it was uh, it was interesting People in that way. left and right. So I think that's it just adds a little flavor to it. I appreciate it when there's some issues with the characters. A, compa- a potential companion does die. Because he, he he full out invites her to come along with him, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, that's... If you were a viewer, you would think that person would have a plot armor. So, I, I, I did enjoy... You know, I, I did enjoy that element of it. I think every time I watch her death and on that forklift, I'm like, could have just jumped, Astrid? Why do you think the captain chose to tank the ship? What was his motive again? Oh, because he, he's... They are giving money to his family, I believe, is what he says. It's like they take the big hit. So mm. that's it. He just took a lot of money. So he would crash the ship for stock value or whatever the villain's plan is. Interesting. Yeah. Why are the angels homicidal? <laughs> I think it's an interesting choice to, to go with the angels, to, to be honest. And I think they get completely overshadowed by the far more fearsome uh, weeping angel uh, a little bit later on. So nobody ever talks about like this character at all. And it's a bit of a shame because I, I think they have a nice look to them, especially the way they fly around and they, they sort of have this ethereal glow to them, which I enjoy. And they, they are all just down with the killing. Yeah, they take off their their halo, halos and use them as weapons, basically. Yeah, they, they could just they throw them like that. And they, I, I think it's a pretty effective weapon, to be honest. It's like slicing and dicing people. I enjoy, like, there's a scene later where, like, the doctor and everyone who's still left alive are still, like, fencing away all those spears and stuff that are just flying into there. What do you think about the ending? With the old man getting all the credits and living on Earth? I I like that a lot. It's a great way to bookend that episode. You know, because you're at least giving a happy ending for someone that made it through the episode. And I enjoy that. I really do. Like, you know, the doctor sort of sets him up in, in the ideal situation and scenario. Yeah. You know, because, you know, he, he, I mean, he, he did. He did everything he could to help get people out of there, too. You know, the doctor always appreciates that. I think it's a good ending. It left me with a smile. Um, I, I enjoyed that. But I, I do want to talk about my, my favorite scene in the episode. And that is 
It's all the shit's hitting the fan. Everybody's panicking. And the doctor calms everybody down. He gives a speech. It's pretty cool. We're going to die. Are you saying uh, something? We are. We're going to die. We're going to die from this ship. First things first. One, we are going to climb through this ship. B, two. I love that. Yeah, it's a great little gag. We'll see. We're going to save the Titanic. And coming in a very low. It's see him in a tux, too. D, well, that little IV in brackets. He's using footnotes. Yeah, and he's such a great doctor. Follow me. Just effortlessly gets com- comedy out of this. And who the hell are you? There it is. I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Casterberus. I'm 903 years old, and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all six billion people on the planet below. Damn right you are. Yeah, that's that's hell yeah. Hands down, one of my favorite Doctor Who moments ever. No. In that case. I would follow you, sir. Into hell. Into hell. (laughs) I I love it. I mean, that's really one of the better sequences. Uh, It's the best speech he gives to, like, rile people up. Yeah. And the the tenant does this a lot. (laughs) All doctors do this where they give, like, a speech. Like, I'm the doctor. I'm going to get you out of here. I I think that might be my, my favorite one. It's been a while since I've seen it since we don't watch this episode. What what did you think of, I guess, I guess, the main action set piece, which is the crashing Titanic? I thought it was actually pretty good. I remember not liking it as much, but in, in, in this viewing, looking at it critically, I didn't think it was that bad at all. Y- yeah, I, I think it it's helped by uh, Tenet uh, hamming it up big time in, in that whole part. Like the way he's like leaning against or pulling against the steering wheel. I think that's all really great stuff. But there's one favorite part I have in that whole sequence. So see, look, there he is. We got him hamming it up like he's just jerking that thing. He's called the queen already. And and this is my my favorite bit is she waves at the doctor as he passes by. So I don't know why, stupid. but it makes me smile every time I see it. And it's the dumbest thing because even if she got out of the, even if she got out of Buckingham Palace, she's like ten feet away from the explosion. She's still dead. Oh, I know. Yeah, it was, she's still gone. So I, I don't know. And, and everything about that scene is like perfect, like Russell T Davies cheese. Yeah, and it's I, I, too that, cheesy. That might have influenced my opinion, like the nostalgia hitting for uh, this earlier era of Doctor Who. I I really I really got into the episode, so I, I was surprised at how much I did like it. Yeah, basically my main chief complaint is Kylo Minogue's performance in this. And we don't know a thing about this woman, apparently. <laughs> I'm, I know you're going to say Kylie Minogue, and I'm going to say Kylie Minogue, and yeah. who knows? Who's who, kno- right. who knows? I don't know. Nobody knows. It's a lottery. Yeah. It's Australian, possibly <laughs> it's British. It's the worst lottery this. ever. <laughs> Um, okay, so our, our our next episode is uh, we do you doing mine or are you doing we're doing yours? Which one? Let's 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 save the sweetest one for last. Okay, so I guess we're gonna do mine, which is not really technically my favorite. I guess it would be the second favorite that we pick. It would be because, our second yeah, favorite. The, the first one is the, well, both of our favorites here, but I ended up going with the husbands of River Song. Yeah, and this is another Capaldi episode, and this is I think Moffat. Really at his as at his best here. Whoa, so good. Yeah, there's a lot of great moments. He really loves to write River episodes. When River comes along, we always get really, really good stuff. Yeah, River's great. Yeah, she she's I, like 
besides the doctor, she's one of my fa- actually she is my favorite character. Yeah, she's really fantastic. I, mean, I even I, had Yeah, uh, I gifted you that. The, yeah, you gave me the diary. The diary for my uh tablet yeah it was a little tablet but it was a perfect size for just that style because i used to read a lot on my tablet yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you love that i love that thing i think i still have it somewhere yeah we just have to find a small tablet because it looked exactly like it it was was such a perfect replica it was probably one of the finest experiences i had with etsy ever it looked just like the picture (laughs) etsy's great man this is not an ad for etsy but i just i just love it it kind of sucked i've gotten you a lot of stuff from etsy (laughs) <laughs> wow i know <laughs> yeah so you're just telling me all my gifts suck thank you appreciate it and just like that our marriage has come to an end in the middle of this podcast has a flying saucer it does have a flying saucer. it starts off with a flying saucer and that's where river is yeah yeah and river's married to uh king oh gosh king Palafalakis or something. Palafalakis? What's his name? Palafax. Cal- Califax. Califax. Like Dr. K-Pax here. <laughs> yeah, she's married to him. The king. Hydroflex. 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 Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, we also have uh, Nardal in this as well. I want yeah. to mention that as well. Um, he's in this, and this is the episode where he loses his head, which I, I think... I enjoy Nardal's antics. I know it's something you always don't, but the positives in this episode, besides River Song, the, the robot that contained Hydro Flax's head. Yeah, it's sentient. Yeah, I, yeah, I enjoy that it has its own mission and its goals, and it's just out there just ripping people's heads off and throwing them on its, on its body. Yeah, and he stores them. Yeah, yeah. There's one sequence I want to talk about that nobody ever does, is there's weird body horror in it, is the, the Doctor and River Song are are in the TARDIS and they hear who is the person she's dating at the time outside calling to come in and you sort of hear him muffled and it's not till she gets close to open the door. You can hear it's a weird kind of cry for help, but it's not a cry for help. But she opens the door. It's like, don't open the door because his head is on top of the body mm-hmm. of the robot. And I thought that was a really great kind of like body horror scene, really sort of underrated in like this guy's horror about being attached to this killing machine that's going to kill the, the yeah. woman that he loves and he has to watch it. I, I, I like that element. I, I thought that was just a neat idea, like a, doing something a little bit different with a, one of their bad guys, which something Moffat is, has usually been pretty good at in his run. And he pulls another one out here and I, I just really enjoyed it. Well, one thing I like uh, about this episode is it has good humor starting out. I mean, you get some good jokes. And then you get a lot of good, good river qualities here where she's kind of bantering with uh, the doctor and the doctor's kind of like, you don't recognize me. You don't you don't know who I am. Oh, yeah. I, I really enjoy that. I, yeah. I, no, the, the way that comedy is played is really, really good, actually. And it. And Rara has a chemistry with every doctor. Which is very impressive. If it's you really so think about impressive. It. She has great chemistry with Peter Capaldi. Yeah, she really does. That's why one of the scenes I pulled up was her meeting him in the episode. Well, that's an ongoing problem for me. Doesn't look very impressive, does he? Nardole, what have you brought to my doorstep? I've had a haircut. This is my best suit. It's not even a suit. Do I know you? You most certainly do not. I love that music for the reveal. You'll do your very best to forget me. Reva! He's so happy to see her. Yeah. 
He's always happy to see her. And then she no-sells it. Well, he does, doesn't does recognize her in some of the episodes. Well, we won't get into that. How do you know me? Well, it's a tiny bit complicated. People usually need a flowchart. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if either of you use my name again, I will remove your organs in alphabetical order. Any question? Which alphabet? I love Capaldi slowly working it in his on his face. Mm -hmm. That River does not know actually who he what is. Seems to be the problem. My husband. Your husband. That's because of the time. Yeah. And like the hurt on his face talking about husband. It's a good setup for an episode, to be honest. I think I'm going to need a bigger flowchart. Capaldi was super underrated. Really, he is. I. I Honestly, I, I feel bad we don't get more of Capaldi and River Song. Yeah. I, I don't know if there are like audio dramas they did that take place in the, in, you know, extra stuff we didn't see in the 23 years that night lasted or something like that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, but that, that's the thing I feel bad is those two didn't have more opportunities to play off each other and to make, you know, more great Doctor Who episodes. Yeah. I agree. So I, there's probably, one of my favorite Capaldi moments in this episode, though, I mean, and and River Song as well, and it really hammers home why that is. Is River Song the consort of the Time Lord known as the Doctor? Huh? So this is coming near the end of the episode. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Can I stay up for a bit? Hydroflax's robot has found River, and she's still with the Doctor and is unaware of who he is. He goes and stores the head away. Yeah. Where is the Doctor now? I haven't the faintest idea. Is that credible? It's true. You're the woman he loves. No, I'm not. She's lying. The doctor does not and has never loved me. It's a great... He's, he's like... Yeah, he's who you want, you want to watch. Hurt. Yeah. It's gonna hurt. This is a trick. No, it isn't. Well, he reacts to everything is fantastic. It's correct. You are the woman who loves... Capaldi says so much with his face and his eyes. But whoever said he loved me back, he's the doctor. He doesn't go around falling in love with people. And if you think he's anything that small or that ordinary, then you haven't the first idea of what you're dealing with. Your Majesty, I assure you, she is the perfect bait. When this woman is in danger, the doctor will always come. Oh, you are a moron. No, he won't. He's probably already here. She's so good. Ship. Well, go on. Yeah, this is it go right on, here. Then. Go on, why don't you? Uh, river. Two hearts, stupid clothes. You can't miss him. River. Go on, scan the whole parsec. He's not here. God knows parsec. where he is right now, but I promise you, he's doing whatever the hell he wants and not giving a damn about me. And I'm just fine with that. River. When you love the doctor, it's like loving the stars themselves. You don't expect. It's such a great proclamation of yeah. love. Yeah. Let me tell you, the doctor is not stupid enough or sentimental enough, and he is certainly not in love enough to find himself standing in it with me. <laughs> and she realizes it. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It really is, I think, their best moment, these two characters together. Good chemistry. It, it they really say a is lot with their eyes. Beautiful. Absolutely well done. I, I love it. It's, it, it's so good. It's, I tell you what, Doc, Doctor Who did some of the best love stories 
They they really did. They really that did. That I've ever seen. And I, that was such a culmination of years of storytelling yeah. in sort of a strange way. Moffat really nailed the, the send-off of River Song, and that's why it's one of my favorite Christmas episodes. Um, you know, I, I do want to give a shout-out now to a, a few of the other ones that we didn't mention that we also really like. We almost picked Christmas Invasion here. That's yeah. Tennant's first episode. I think that's also really well done. A lot of fun. Lots of Doctor Who cheese. But in a good way, and, and Tennant really nails it coming out of the gate to to set that to set the mood for the rest of his run. Also, I, I think one of the other episodes that I think you enjoyed the what was it? it one of the Nick Frost. Yes, that's right. The, yeah. the other Cabaldi, Cabaldi was fairly strong. <clears throat> um, the Nick Frost Last Christmas. Yeah, where um, there's a little bit of like you know you know what's real, what's not real. It's a Christmas theme version of that episode of Rick and Morty where they have that mind parasite that pretend makes himself out to be someone close to Rick and Morty and their family. It's basically that, but Christmas themed. Nick Frost is there. I don't think it's the best episode, but I enjoy that one as well. Can we talk about the ending to this episode? Yes, it is so romantic. Uh, I I I love that. I I, I really do. It, it's he basically goes and um saves this guy and he goes back to the 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 planet where the the towers of Delir- delirium or deli- delinium i think delinium. i think it's delirium delirium yeah. the towers of delirium yeah. yeah and uh the the guy ends up actually creating the restaurant that the doctor told him to create yeah, that he wanted I, the I restaurant. That. You should make a restaurant and put it right here at this spot. I'd love to. I got no money. He drops a valuable diamond. Yeah, the, one, the MacGuffin that everyone's been after this whole episode, right in his hands, just so he could set up this future moment. You know, this this last date with yeah. River, and it, it's been something that's been running through the whole episode. Like she's running out of room in that journal we just talked about, and she knows what that means. Well, if you've seen the seasons too, yeah. you know that. She actually talks about this in other episodes where she says, uh, I, I, I know that basically our relationship is going to come to an end at some point because I'm getting near my end of my journal. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a really nice moment for the, the fans who've been watching a long time. You know, she even says it, you know, I was given it by someone who knows how big a diary to give someone. Yeah. And it. River isn't afraid of anything, but that mortality that she can see is still something that that worries her. She's not terrified of it, but it's not something she looks forward to, obviously. And, yeah. you know, it, it all culminates with what she is already feeling is going to be her last night with the doctor, her last moment with him at the restaurant that that guy builds. And what are the towers of Derillium? They're, they're two towers of like monuments, basically Yeah. of earth. Well, not earth. Everything is earth, but Whatever planet they're on, it's yeah. whatever they're made of, like rock formation. And they make beautiful sing- they songs come from the Towers of Derillion. Yeah, no, it, it's a great- Beautiful uh, music. It's a great theme carried through the episode when it talks about, you know, you, you can't love a monument. And like to, to, to see that, like that right there. Like yeah. They, they both are together. Like they, together, they make the best possible pair. I love the way that's always weaved through the episode of how they work together and it's paid off. Um, you know, with that final image and the song that it makes. And it's such a, a, another great moment in this episode at the very end of it. That if this is the last night, I expect you to find a way around it. Not everything can be avoided. 
It's a beautiful looking scene. Not forever. She thinks she's going to get rescued. There's always a loophole. You wait until the last minute and then you spring it on me. Waiting for the doctor magic. Something every Christmas is last Christmas. You will. You wait until I've given up hope. All will be lost and you'll do that smug little smile and then you'll save the day. You always do. No, I don't. Not always. God, the, the hope in her eyes like she's pleading for Times. it. They're both mm-hmm. so good. Because they have to. Because there's no such thing as happy ever after. It's just a lie we tell ourselves because the truth is so hard. No, Doctor. You're wrong. Happy ever after doesn't mean forever. It just means time. So, assuming tonight is all we have left. I didn't say that. How long is a night on Derillium? Oh. Yeah. The doctor always has something up his sleeve. I hate you. So fucking romantic. It really is such a great reprieve there of yeah. getting 24 years together for their final night before she has to head to the library. I, I I love it. I'm I'm glad we got to watch it again because it's been a little while since I've seen it. So yeah, enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, what more could you say about that one? But we actually have one that's even better episode. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is um, we finally get to talk about uh, Matt Smith. This is 2010's A Christmas Carol, and it stars Matt Smith, and it's got Rory and Amy, which is uh, Karen Gillian and Arthur Darvill. And Arthur Darvill. Darvill, yeah. Uh, Michael Gambon is Scrooge, or pardon me, I think he is, let's see, what is it? Uh, uh, Carzan. Um, yeah. Carzan Sardik has his name instead of being uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. But that is who he's basically supposed to be in, in this episode. Um, This is... Kazaran. Kazaran. What did I say? Carzan. Carzan? Yeah, Kazaran. Tarzan with a K. <laughs> Kazaran. Yeah, because I wrote it down like three times, so oh, I, did you? I made sure to get it right. Uh, Kazaran. Oh, by the way, just so we can be fair. So this is uh, Smith's theme. Yeah. You don't hate this one, right? No, I don't I, hate it. I know it. you're a theme snob, apparently. I am. Yeah, you are very much so. Yeah. You were angry. I, 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 I like this one. I think this is a good thing. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I like this one. I'm I like still this the storm that happens. There's a fan of tenants. With it as well. It's good. I like it. Um, so the, when it turns to fire at the end. Very cool intro. So this first season with Smith is... Pretty strong. I think it's the strongest season of, of New Who. When this came back and like Moffat took over, I mean, a lot of these episodes are really fantastic. The way all the whole story came together, and then the Christmas special is the best, strongest of the Christmas specials as well. Just an amazing season of Doctor Who for Matt Smith's first season. And this is also where we get a little bit of uh, our gritty reboot is we have a reboot here with The Christmas Carol, because it is a version of The Christmas Carol. It's just done through Doctor Who's sci-fi, whimsical, romantic, fairy tale land. Yeah, and it's such a good episode that it's almost become one of my preferred retellings of A Christmas Carol, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, we watch it every single year, no matter what. Yeah, pretty much. It's always on the schedule, usually closer to Christmas, to be honest. Yeah. This year we watched it a little bit um, sooner than we normally would, so we could do this episode, but... yeah. 
I mean, honestly, it, it really is usually like the, the 23rd or 22nd. Hell, even sometimes Christmas Day, we might watch this episode that night or something like that. We uh, we always take pride in what, what's the last Christmas movie that we watch. Yeah, you know, we have a Christmas we have a few that we always watch. Yeah, like and, Die Hard and, and Die Hard is like I said, it, it's not it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls <laughs> off a of Nakatomi Plaza. All right, that's that's for damn sure. I've all I've like I said, I've always liked that one. But we usually get like one of the classics, Christmas stories. We watch a version of the Grinch. We always watch the usually the old Grinch, but our Muppet daughter Christmas Carol. Our daughter does love the new one, so um, the one with. Um, uh, Bumblebee, uh, Pumble Patch, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't even know what his name is anymore. Ben- Benedict Cumberpatch. You have never been able yeah. to say his name. Yeah. Uh, Sasquatch Rot- Rotorudu is. <laughs> I, I think he. I, I liked his his Grinch. To be honest, too, that was good. The only one I don't really care for was Jim Carrey version. We 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 never we rarely ever watch that. Only if we have company, and or if like, Maya like insists. Yeah, but I don't even think she digs that version. Yeah, I don't I'm know. excited for that new horror movie Grinch, where they can't say the word Grinch. Oh my god, it looks terrible. The, says, the state will sue them, so <laughs> they have to call them the mean one. <laughs> so okay, once again, none of that is about this episode. What do you think about the level of whimsy in this episode? I think it really, really works. Yeah, with the fish. Really good about that. Yeah, everything about that is is really good. Like the just the imagery of them in the fog and the doctor reaching for them. That's all really amazing stuff. Like Mm -hmm. those are some of my favorite images that they they really gave us. And that's another part of where the doctor was at. That when they brought the budget up, like the cinematography got better. Like they went to HD and were shooting on real cinema cameras because they were probably using like HD cameras before, you know, a little bit more on the video side for the tenant era. So everything looks a lot better. And the cinematography in this episode is, is top notch for, for BBC, very much top notch. Yeah. You know, there also is um the doctor using his screwdriver as a lure when he uh yeah. wants to see the fish up close and he gets a little more and he bargains for. So no fella. What are you this mean? curious nature. I love the way Matt Smith was always so curious about everything. How little even the shark effect looks good. Oh, so, yeah. yeah he's, he's used to lure. The sharks come after him. It's sniffing him out. I, I, it's a little weird to see a shark just kind of floating there, but it really works in the theme of the episode. Yeah, they need that fog. Also, I got a good look at the fish, and I think I understand how the fog works, which is going to help me land a spaceship in the future and save a lot of lives. And I better get some very interesting. I love his nervous energy. When I get it back from the shark in your bedroom. There's a shark in my bedroom. Oh, fine. Focus on that. I just love the way each actor really brings something to to their portrayal of the Doctor. Yeah. Like watching different episodes back to back really just gives you a whole appreciation for what each actor brings to it. Yeah, and then there's a nice moment a little bit after this where the shark's dying and the boy is actually sad. He starts yeah, to cry. Yeah, he's sad for the shark, even though the shark tried to kill him. Yeah, I do. I do like that. He's able to see. You and know, the doctor reacts to that. Mm-hmm. He's able to see the goodness that was inside of him when when he was a young kid. Now that he's off on his own, you know, Christmas Carol adventure, you know, trying to find that moment that made him this heartless, evil person that he is in the future. And I, I, I enjoy that that element there because it shows you that the doctor's like, okay, here's what I have to latch onto and build this element up because there's a good person here 
And that's when he knows it for certain. Yeah. I, I like that. And then you get the entrance of our girl here, the girl in the pod, and she's singing. Yeah, to and the this shark. is uh, Catherine Jenkins. She's an opera star. She's got a beautiful voice. Yeah, yeah, she she really does, and that 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 actually is her singing. I I got curious one Christmas, looked her up, and I was like, I never saw anything. I was like, so she does mostly opera, and she's I mean, she has very good chemistry with the young uh, Kazarian in this episode. Kazarian, I know. Um, Kazarni. <laughs> you can't get any names right. I can't, I can't get any name. What's your name? Mardeth? Oof, that was a tough stare, guys. So, anyway, about her, all the singing she does, I can understand that that would be able to soothe all of the Yeah. Music. I was like, yeah, I can understand. That it makes sense to me. Yeah. She's the only person that can do that. I'm down with that idea. And, uh, there's a big eight on her pod. And that, you know, it, it basically means that she's got eight days left to live. And yeah. so that's the premise of this episode is they they spend basically eight Christmases together. Mm-hmm. The seven Christmases basically, and then the eighth, he hoards her. Yeah, and, th- and that's an element that I like. The doctor's like, okay, he's fallen for her. This is something I can keep building on, something he enjoys, looks forward to, mm-hmm. a Christmas visit. And you know they keep doing all these fun and fancy things of different, pl- different points in time or going to see her family or – the doctor getting uh, married to Marilyn Monroe, which is a, a fun gag that they keep referencing over and over. Yeah. I think in one of the other Christmas special, there was a throwaway joke to uh, reference to he calls being married him. to Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the the priest wasn't official or something like that. But I, all those are really well done. And I, I like the element of how it turns on him that when they find out what the, the numbers are for, like how many days she has left, how much it hardens uh, Kazarni's heart. And turns him to, to the to, completely turns him, you know, into the terrible person he was always supposed to be. And at that moment, you're like, "Well, what's the doctor do now?" It's the whole point of the episode, right? Yeah. And I, I like that because necessarily we don't have like the ship's going to blow up and a ticking time bomb to kind of raise the stakes. We have Rory up there. Yeah. And, that while and you Amy. have all this going on, you have a ship. Yeah. Like crashing, yeah, like a, a big ship with four thousand people on it. Because three, Kazran says that a lot. Four thousand yeah. three people yeah. on it. I, mean, I think his name's Kazarni. Whatever, I think it's Kazarni. It's Sorry. not Kazarni. It's you're you're Kazarni. And so there's these major stakes outside of it, but basically the trips down memory lane on every Christmas Eve. Those are all of past version of. Kazran. So that's him, the doctor's way of showing him his past. Yeah. Trying to influence who he would actually become. And like I said, it's a real slap in the face when he still ends up becoming Kazaran, the, the, the selfish person, mm-hmm. selfish, greedy man that he is. It gives you a little bit more to a Christmas Carol adaptation than you think you might get out of like a sci-fi show. Yeah. You know, it gives you a few twists and turns that I like along with a really strong performance here uh, from pretty much everybody around. Uh, I enjoy how they reinterpret the ghosts. You know, I think Karen Gillian on the ship with all the people singing Silent Night trying to harmonize with the the fish in the fog or in the clouds. I think that's a really good and kind of haunting scene as they walk around and the, it just gets louder and louder as they uh, keep running into more people on the ship and stuff like that. I I like the way that's done. And he's still able to to scoff that away, but like everything's just sort of chipping, chip, chipping away at mm-hmm. the how much he's hardened his heart over the years. You know, I, I love the way it builds up, but nothing pays off like the ghost of Christmas future and how the, how they interpret that. Yeah. I think that is 
obviously you always know that something is going to come. Like, like there's always going to be a narrative payoff to sort of things in the Doctor Who episode. Like, obviously Rory and, and Amy aren't going to crash into the ground and die. Yeah. That's not how it's going to end. Like, Doctor's like, well, Christmas canceled this year. It just goes to Gallifrey to weep and drink. No, you know, we, we, we know we're always going to get some of those payoffs. And when you watch a Christmas Carol story, you know you're going to get the three ghosts. That's part of the the, the joke. You're yeah. always going to get that in any sort of parody or reference. So I think the, the way they do it in this episode is what Moffat was really good at was just, just to twist clever enough at, at what you sort of see coming. And I, I love that scene entirely. Yeah, it's a great scene. Why are you here? Because I'm not finished with you yet. You've seen the past, present. This is more great imagery, by the way. The and now you need to see the future. He's confronting Kazarni right now in front of all these ice tombs. Like cold, alone, and afraid. And like the TARDIS is the only warm light in the whole place. Yeah. showing me, mate? Do you know why I'm gonna? Well, the 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 future ghost is the scariest ghost. Usually, yeah, yeah. I don't care. I'm not like you. I don't even want to be like you. I don't, and never, ever will care. And I don't believe that. And show me the future. Prove me wrong. I am showing it to you. I'm showing it to you right now. So what do you think? Is this who you want to become, Kazran? And so you have that great reveal there as the music hits, and yeah. young Kazaran is staring at the old, callous, selfish man he's inevitably going to become, and immediately just chooses another way. The Doctor figured out his way through it. It's a great example of how, like, the Doctor works through real problems. And I, like, I love it when the Doctor appears to be clever, and actually is. Not everyone around him is stupid. That's sometimes bad Doctor Who episodes do that a lot where like people are just dumb around the doctor so it seems like he's smart and this one he's really clever and I, I, I love it so well he gets fr- he gets frustrated by people but he's also very fascinated by them yeah yeah very much so and Matt Smith's doctor very much loved people and like he just yeah, always see, saw it would get frustrated yeah and Matt Smith always saw like the, the best in people like when people did something above and beyond he was always like those humans, man. Some of them are awful, but damn, some of them will surprise you. Yeah. Like, I, I always loved the way he played that. Like when Rory wanted to stay with Amy for the, was it the, the 2,000 years? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like and when, the way he looks at Rory, he's like, humans, you lot. Like, like just like, you guys. I, I, like, I love that. Like, he's like, so I just forget sometimes of how great humans can be. And that's one thing that Matt Smith's character was always, version of that character was always so good with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It ends well. Um, yeah, because that's that's not really our, our ending. Because after that, we still have to save Amy and Rory. They was yeah. the, the ticking time bomb of them up there getting battered by the clouds in the worst like intergalactic storm ever. He actually gets through to Kazran to the point where he does try to save the ship, and he goes upstairs to the uh, the whatever weird the, the controls that make controls. sure like the clouds work perfectly yeah, and everything the fish like and that. Stuff. So they go up there and they can't recognize Kazarni anymore because the doctor's changed his heart. Kazarin is dead. It's only Kazarni now. <laughs> Kazarni is the good version of Kazaran. Kazarni can go fuck itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how you say by humbug in this house, huh? <laughs> Ooh, all right. 
So Kazarni is dead. Um, no. So Kazarni's <laughs> not dead. He goes up to the controls, and the controls don't recognize yeah, him anymore because him the doctors changed him so he's, much. He's changed him so much. He would probably never have been given the control. But there's one thing that can be done, mm-hmm. and it's to let the opera singer out. Yeah. He, he lets her out one more time. She makes a joke that he waited a bit too long. Yeah. Which I enjoyed because that's what you should say in that situation. And then she comes out and we get another use for the sonic screwdriver that I don't think we'd seen before. Right. Right. I, I don't think I'd seen an episode where we'd seen the sonic screwdriver used as a, um, microphone. a microphone. I'm glad you got this because it's just a beautiful moment. What is that? What are you listening to? This is coming from outside. Yeah, Amy and Rory on the ship here is just about to fall apart. Her voice is just so beautiful. It is. It really is. That's, that's, that's why I would grab the clips in the first place. I was like, well, we need to hear her when we My talk about it. My favorite part of the whole episode is coming up. No. One song filling the sky. The crystals will align and I'll feed in a controlled phase loop. The clouds will unlock. The Doctor and Kazaran, two versions. Her just there. And there's this great 360 shot circling around these characters. They try to work it through as the clock is ticking. Just like that. It snows. Yeah. Christmassy. Yeah, that's it's a great Christmas touch on this episode. You know, very, very Christmassy episode. Damn right he can. Yeah, he gets all the credit. Yeah. I had to leave that bit in. A little jealous, but it is true that the doctor did everything there. After that scene, she keeps singing, and she's singing to Kazran, the old Kazran, and Kazran starts to cry. Yeah. And I love that scene. Because he's truly come full circle. Yeah, he, he really has. Like, yeah, he and he loves her. He loves her and he understands the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. What it's like to be a better person. And his heart warms and yeah. his heart grows his heart, three. His heart warms. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to take a pill for that. <laughs> it's an STD in there. <laughs> no, wow. <laughs> no, no, no. He just gets to read shit. Listen, this episode wow. is is about shit eating. No, this episode is just really just a beautiful a beautiful piece of Christmas entertainment. That's why we've watched it for, yeah. for years on that day, and we, we probably will for a long time. For a long time, to be honest. Yeah, and all of you should go out there and check it out. Yeah, if if you're not a big fan of Doctor Who, you you probably unsubscribed already. But if you if you're sort of been curious for a long time, that is really one of the standouts of the show, one of the best episodes that they ever did of, the, of Doctor Who. Yeah. So it's why it's our, our preferred Christmas uh, watch on 
on uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And they're available, all of them are available on HBO Max, so at least for now. Yeah, I think Doctor Who is moving to Disney+. Plus. I don't know if that applies to all the back catalog, but yeah, now Doctor Who is going to be a Disney show in America. That's so weird. Yeah, it is. It is weird. Hey, listen, these are strange times. These are strange times. We're going to see more of our great United States of America. I don't, yeah. Listen, it's, um, well, well you, have, you haven't even seen how the, I think you were season, you didn't see the last few episodes of the, the last season, right? Yeah. You kind of checked out. I, it's, it's been hard for me to stay into yeah, it. Yeah, Chimnall, the, the last showrunner, didn't do a great job, to be honest. He had a few episodes here and there that I enjoyed. Yeah. And Whitaker was a, a pretty solid doctor, but... Jodie you know, Whitaker was a great doctor. Yeah, the, the writing She wasn't really the problem. Down. The writing let her yeah, down. Yeah, the, the writing, there was a real cringy... Uh, wasn't that Rosa Parks episode? Yes. Yeah, yeah, like the British take on our version of racism was amusing. <laughs> <laughs> it just... <laughs> It wasn't great entertainment, but she was great, and it'll be interesting to see where where they go from here. We have, uh, well, I, I know a spoiler that I, I don't want to tell you, so we need to watch those episodes. Yeah, we so will we can get caught up. We'll and, get around to it. Yeah, we will. We'll watch them before they leave HBO Max. We'll get we'll get to it after because we still got to watch a Christmas movie. And we're done recording this show. I know and it's still going on right now. So many Christmas stuff. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love Christmas. Listen, we we watched some cool films so. But not the one last night. Hey, listen, it's not my fault. El Camino they're, they're not Christmas. always going to be winners. I thought the movie was fine. I liked it. It was all right. Yeah, I think it was all right. It wasn't Christmassy. Oh, wait, listen, that was the point. Like, bad Santa's not very Christmassy. But it had Santa Claus in it. An evil Santa? A bad Santa, as the title implies. You're not buying it, are you? No. All right. Hey, listen, I tried. Sometimes you got to mix it up. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It is what it is. All right, all right. guys. Well, if you... uh. If you want to give us some Christmas cheer this holiday season, go over to uh, grittyreboot at gmail.com. Send us an email. Yes, yeah, an email. Let us know you like our show. Yeah. Uh, or you can go over to our social medias. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, even, couldn't even get to the plug. Okay. <laughs> and what are our social medias, Meredith? Tell me. <laughs> I don't know because I don't care. <laughs> I'm not a social media person. Wow, yeah, you're no. you're so much better at all of that stuff. It's uh, it's at Gritty Reboot at uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok, or uh, you can find me um, Illusionist13 uh, Pedro Amador on uh, Twitter as well. You can contact me there. Someone talked to me on Twitter. That's not someone who's talking about Elon Musk. I'm very tired of talking about Elon Musk and anything related to Twitter, an app I barely use. Yeah, yeah. I don't have I don't have Twitter anymore. Yeah, but find us on the other places. Uh, if you want to have you ask us any questions, request an episode, or just let us know we suck. But um, yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, this. I've, um, I hope you're not listening to it a couple of days after Christmas when you're sick of all Christmas entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's the downside of the Christmas Day drop. But if it's Christmas still, uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Oh, shit, I forgot to press record. That would have sucked.